A, B, C. A always, B, B, C closing. Always be closing. So don't get me started, man. I'll start laughing, and I won't be able to keep my composure. Uh, all right, you want to, you want to, you, you want to trust me, love? Mom, me love now. Fuck. Another, another episode of Scared Money Don't Make Money. <laughs> we have a very uh, funny guest, uh, Chris. And uh, he's going to introduce himself in a second. It's your boy, Cam. And as always... Your boy, Roy, just chilling. And so, uh, as always, the podcast about recruiting, uh, marketing, sales, sourcing, whatever have you, all the funny things in between. Um, Chris, if you would please introduce yourself. Uh, tell them a little about your experience in the recruiting world. And then uh, we'll, you know, say some more funny stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um... My name is Chris, as you know. Um, I have been a executive recruiter, headhunter, rec- whatever you want to call it, search consultant, uh, since 1997, for a long time. Um, I started out doing staffing, mainly for IT roles in, up in San Francisco. And um, after my after a year of doing that, I moved to Tokyo, Japan, the only Tokyo, and um, where I moved into uh, permanent play, permanent placement. And my focus was really in large foreign capitalized IT vendors. And in Japan, that means non-Japanese companies, non non-Nikkei companies. I was focused on Gaishke company, which means foreign company. And the kind of roles that I focused on were uh, uh, predominantly salespeople, pre-sales, which is technical sales, which is the technical side of sales. And they work on the team with, with, with the salespeople. Some professional services, but predominantly in in the business development sales revenue generating kind of roles is where I work and I worked across the board from individual contributor to managers all the way up to you know country managers and I was doing both both success based contingency search and uh, retained mm. and I've been doing uh, I've been doing that there for many many years and finally moved back to my home state of California uh, after the coronavirus kind of basically wiped out our industry there. A lot of my friends in Tokyo are still really struggling. Yeah. Um, As I am struggling now too, just because of the situation we're in, but trying to build something up here. Now I'm in Southern California and um, I'm continuing recruiting and that's where we are. Yeah. Fantastic. That was, that was great. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, me and me and Chris talk a lot, and we always joke about like tonality and using like big phrases. <laughs> Fantastic applicant. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Huge. We're gonna have a huge profit margin. <laughs> and so, um, but you know, because we're but we're both huge fans uh, of Wolf of Wall Street, so like we always joke about that. And uh, because one of the things I think I was telling you, Roy, is that when Chris got started, he was like selling pens and shit. Selling pe- so I got it. So how did so because of that, 
I got to hear the sales pitch real quick on a pin. On a pin? On a pin. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we weren't really pitching the pins to Will. We were more pitching to to empathy of the person we we were calling. Like I would call you guys say, hey, Roy, hey, it's Chris over from, from the company's name that I used to work for. You're all who? Yeah, you know me, Roy. I'm the guy that sells all those customized ballpoint pins. You know the ones with your names on them. And you would be like, oh, yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> and I go, yeah, hey, look, Roy, we recently had a big fire. We burned like half of our printing presses are burned down. We got tons of stock here. I got guys that I need to get back to work. I got some beautiful pins right now that, that I just need to get out in any possible way I can. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, normally, normally uh, a box of 500 of these are going out my door for, for $300. But today, you know, I'll let them go. I'll let him go to you for, for 250 bucks. And Roy, I'm going to print them up just like this. Roy's Barbershop, the best haircut in town. Roy, you're still at 123 Melrose Drive. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Oh, and that's uh, Gainesville, Florida, 92527. Is, is that right? Yeah. And, and you're, and you're, um, phone number I got right here. Do, do you want me to print uh, area code 201-777-9999 on it? Yeah. Hey, Roy, God bless you. These will be out to you in about a week. <laughs> um, they're going to have a beautiful snow white finish on them. You'll love them. Pay COD and we can and really thank you for the help. Now, Roy, uh, basically, basically, I mean, that was, I mean, I'm remembering that from, you know, from a long time ago, but yeah. based on your, your response to what I said, you would have been the best guy to sell to. Yeah. I, would have, I would have been calling you back once a week with a problem. We just had another fire, right? Yeah, we had another fire. Uh, a steamroller went over my printing presses. I got a bunch of magnets I got to get out because you just get just gave it up. I never have dropped the price oh, or man. nothing. You're, you're awesome. So I would have, I would have, uh, I, I would have, I, I mean, I mean, you would have been making me some serious cash. Chris, we got but, it. We got another, we got to sell some more. Don't worry. I got the guy. We don't know who the guy. Yep. Got yeah. a guy. Yeah. They're trying oh, to market God. everything. That's funny. But yeah, so, but no, we, you know, Chris is definitely, uh, he always talks to me about that as far as like the um what's said and like in the books that you know i tell you i tell you Roy, that i read and like the psychology of it and stuff like that and like that's that's funny because to hear him go through that whole thing with you because normally he does it with me and i'm all awkward like oh uh, yeah that, that's my address um it definitely uh you know like it makes sense and i think that's something that a lot of people don't understand too is uh like the whole psychology of it as far as going through the steps yeah. of a sale with somebody and like like you said like he's validating your information but unconsciously if it was wrong what's the person going to do they're going to correct it and they're going to be yeah. like oh now i got all now i have your whole life yeah i got it in my well 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 if he if he corrects i'd be like hey roy i'm sorry about that you know i get let okay so let me get that right you're not at one two five milrose you're at one two seven. Is that right? Roy, be all, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's great. 
I won't make that 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 a mistake. Yeah, Roy, you are going to absolutely love these pins. They write like silk. They're fantastic. I mean, we're going to put we're going to put a beautiful Snow White finish, and Roy's going to say to me, "I don't know if I want Roy. Can you keep a secret with me?" Yeah, sure, Roy. I got guys sitting around right now with families, American workers with kids. They're they're sitting around and eating donuts. I got to get these guys back to work. Forget about two fifty. Forgive me even about two hundred and forty bucks. Look, I'll, I'll even throw in an extra hundred because I know you can use them and I know you love them. Take the whole kit and caboodle for two hundred and twenty-five dollars, and I'm gonna print them up for you just like this. And you just keep going over the cycle till finally he's like okay send him on over <laughs> you know i mean I, I mean eventually i mean i mean roy is either gonna buy him for me yeah. or he's gonna or he's gonna hang up yeah <laughs> yeah and and you know it's you know it, it's 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 starting for dollars i mean it, it's really low-end sales but but you know i mean uh it it's not quite to the same kind of level like you know, um, Jordan Belfort is doing, but but it's in that same genre. You're not really cheating anybody, but you're doing a straight line. You're you're getting him back on the track of the sale. When he's coming up with an objection, you're you're understanding what that objection is. Roy's all, well, I don't know if I can afford it right now. Hey, Roy, can can you keep a secret with me? Yeah. Look, I know you can't afford it right now, but I got to get these guys back to work. Okay, so you so you're acknowledging his objection, and you're lowering the price, and you just want to get these up because they're because they really probably cost us really like twenty bucks or something like that. You know, we just want to make money. So you know, I mean, yeah. So man so i mean we were getting paid cash every week in an oh, envelope yeah. Yeah. for for uh for uh, doing this kind of stuff and i tell you what man my boss the bosses of this place they would hire anybody off the street cliff anyone you know you can be a cracked out alcoholic bum yeah. you know and and if you could dial a phone and talk you you would get a job and and the way it works you start at 6 a.m you're finished by 2 30 you get two cigarette breaks two 10 minute cigarette breaks and a 45 minute lunch break i, I don't smoke so i just use that time just to chill out and drink yeah. a cup of coffee or whatever yeah. but, but people would join that company they would join so you go into work you sit at your little QB. And there'd be sitting, somebody was sitting up either in front of you or behind you who you've never met them before. You've never seen them. Like every day what there's happened, somebody. What happened to Bob? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and like your first, and like they had, so, so, so we had these rows of desks and in each desk you had a guy, a telephone, a, 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 a hollowed out aluminum can, not, not aluminum can, like Campbell's soup can with the label off and all cleaned out with a bunch of pens in it and and order forms and this thing on the side of your desk to, to clip on where you can put the order once it's going. And you have these kind of these these uh, these pit bosses walking around with bullhorns like that. Get to work, gentlemen. Keep it up, gentlemen. Get loud. You gotta get loud on the phone. And, and then it'd be shouting stuff to us like if you sell ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise by noon, 
you're getting pizza. You're getting pizza. And every time you, you <laughs> and they would hover over you like if it felt like you're not doing right on the phone and you're like, oh yeah, Cliff and I could maybe possibly, and they would grab the phone from your hand and start talking as if they're you, like as if they're me trying to show you. And like the guy's voice changes. Hey, Cliff, yeah, look, just take these, and they would try to close the deal for you. And that's, and that's their way of brutal training. And, um, or they would just sit there screaming in, in your ear like they're drill sergeants when you're on the phone and you're not talking loud enough. And you're like, yeah, these are the you know, greatest magnets ever. Get loud, Cliff. Get loud, Cameron. Get loud. And we have these special kind of things inside our telephone. So the person on the other end can only hear if you're talking directly into oh, yeah. the speaker. So they can be standing here behind you, like with a, with a bullhorn. You know, and the person wow. on the other side of the phone couldn't hear you. And then, but but once you made a sale, you would you would you would you would put the handwritten sale on your on your little sale holder thing, and they would mm -hmm. come walking past and they would, and they would grab it and they would read it. And my last name is Revis. They go, Revis, hundred bucks, Revis, hundred bucks. Keep it up, gentlemen. Keep it up. We're almost there. You're gonna get pizza. And. Um, <laughs> It, it, it was brutal. Like it's brutal. an elementary school fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and 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 after the first <laughs> cigarette break, there would be a whole bunch of guys that would start and just not show up. Like there would be a bunch of guys that just never came back. And what was really and what was really interesting, because anybody can come off the street and get a job, and they'll yeah. pay you every week. And, but most people, they can't handle it. They just couldn't handle that kind of sales and they're, they would just not show up again. And, and they, you know, they don't want the, they, they don't want the abuse, but I think I learned more about selling in that job than I've learned in, in anything going forward, anything yeah. Yeah. yeah, going, going forward. And I mean, I mean, it was like boot camp of hardcore Hard sales, man. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Wow, that that's a good story. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and that's why I asked Chris to be on. <laughs> Yo, like I mean, you're getting bribed with pizza, like ten thousand by noon. Like you yeah, get pizza, like I got a pizza over our head and thinking, oh man. Oh man. And I think so, I I think about that sometimes too. Is like like for military recruiters, like. Like, you were trying to make money to eat, man. <laughs> like, we you know, we're recruiting, like, oh, even if I recruit zero people, you know, this year, I'll get in trouble. But, like, I, I got to lose my job. Like, they can't kick me out. <laughs> and that's, like, that is, Oh, yeah. I mean, that yeah, if you didn't close, if you didn't close anyone, like, in two weeks, if you couldn't make a deal, you know, you would be gone. Yeah. You, you would be gone. And, and you know, they would they were blasting – and they and and they had these these like kind of like these walk paths on the on the top. So like the bosses on the top could walk around looking oh, down on everybody. Yeah. And what it was was just a hollowed out warehouse with yeah. desks and phones. And it, it was crazy. I mean, it was basically abuse. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it was yeah. You can and people there. I mean, the Tom guy was a guy. Um, well, his last name is Franklin. The guy's a stud, and he talked real calm. 
yeah, yeah, Cliff, yeah, and these things are going to come, and, and they're going to be in the mail. Star said, God bless you, buddy. We can really use the help. Thank you very much. And you would interrupt. I don't think so. Cliff, can you keep a secret with me? I mean, he just had it nailed. I tried to imitate that guy. Yeah. And but that guy would make like 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 in a week, he would be getting like 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 an envelope of like five grand, five grand, dude. Back in '97, yeah. Yeah. And no, it, yeah. And and for what selling selling like trinkets of shit, you know, selling selling like let me see if I can find something, yeah. selling this, yeah, with the name on it, the snow you know. Snow White. <laughs> We're gonna put a beautiful Snow White finish on it, you know. So what? So like, what was that? Did you walk in with no experience or? when you walked in was it did they at least like give you some training or was it like hey here's the script go um you walked in i walked in with no experience and what Ooh. they did and what they did is they gave me the script and they basically threatened me do not deviate from the <laughs> script the script is there to make you money okay and then what you do for your for training you get about two hours of training <laughs> and and what you do is you would sit next to the one of the top guys there like the guys who's a really good sales guy there yeah. and you would listen on headphones to recorded versions of his calls as you're reading oh. through the script so so you're listening to the way he did it and you're like okay okay got that I got that and, and I mean the way he did it it just sounds so natural so fluid and yeah. then when I did it whatever I do it get to me it sounded like oh man I'm just I'm just messing this up big yeah. time, you know? <laughs> but you know, I mean, I got the hang of it and it lasted there for, and it lasted there for a couple of years. And, you know, I was, with, I was with the long, I was with the long-term guys there after that. And wow. And then, then I left, but, but the thing about it is, I mean, people were making serious money. Yes. I mean, you know, they were making, uh, I mean, five grand a week. So multiply that by four is 20 grand a month. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, I mean, he's making like, like, uh, like a decent real estate salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and every, and he's finished by two o'clock pretty much every single day. Yeah. It doesn't take anything home. Nothing. And you don't, yeah. And you don't take yeah. your work home with you. You don't think, oh God, I got to go home, make some calls and catch up. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you know that that business is gone now. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, doggone. What's that? You got custom print and all kind of different companies now that do it online and stuff like that. So, like, I mean, yeah. right? so what what is the biggest thing that you took away from that? Because I'm real big on experience. Like, so what was the one big thing that you took away that you probably still do to this day that you gained from that experience? phone skills it's just it's just not being afraid to make phone calls and not being afraid of the guy on the other end and i think that's the biggest thing in any sale um in any sale the chances that the person is going to say no are astronomically high you know no matter how good you are i don't care if you're zig ziglar you know <laughs> i mean, that was something I, mean I learned in belfort's book is like he was talking about like you know, because on TV, you think these guys are closing everybody they talk to. And he was like, no, no if you had a if you had a 40 percent close rate like you were, you were amazing. You're like, you're be, you're beyond incredible. Yeah. But most I people mean, was like 20, like 15, 20, maybe even 10. 
Yeah, I mean, a really good, a yeah. really, I mean, look at it in baseball statistics. True. A really Ooh. good batter. Oh, you like baseball. Is, <laughs> is, yeah, is batting. I mean, I love baseball. It's the only sport I actually care about. He likes about. baseball, too. Roy's a, yeah. a Cardinals fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, the wrong team, but the right sport. Right? <laughs> um, but, 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 um, but, um, but, um, I mean, think of a guy who's a really good hitter. If he's batting like a steady 300, you know, he's striking out or hitting out. Most of the times he goes up most yeah. of the time, yeah. but, but, you know, 30% of the chance he puts the ball in play and makes it to first base. And, and, you know, if, I mean, the, and those guys are heroes uh, of the game. I, I, I think I think sales is even more difficult than that. But it's also so rewarding that if you're good at it, yeah. if you're good at it, then then and you can you can weather those kind of punches and just not worry about because there there are going to be times even when you really know what you're doing yep. where you, where you sound like an idiot where you're <laughs> going where you're going to have a brain fart. And um, where you're just, it's just not going to go right, or you're going to lose your temper, or your tonality is going to be all messed <laughs> up. And, you know, I mean, you know, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, you know, I, and, 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 but when you do it right, and when you score, you score really big. I mean, that's why people, that's why people do it. I mean, I mean, adrenaline so, junkies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, being, yeah. being, being in sales is, is how you're going to make yourself a lot of money. And if you want to do it and you want to stay sane, you just got to come to the, you just got to understand that you're going to take a ton of abuse. Yes. And you yeah. can mitigate that in all kinds of ways with, tonality and being funny and conversation and stuff like that where and being likable and people don't want to you know tell you to go to hell but you know <laughs> but they're, they 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 kind of more politely tell you we're not interested in right now and you know you can use your, your you know your comebacks and all that stuff and speaking of the comebacks I mean I still want to get Jordan Peterson's like book of objections I I read Jeff Blouse which I thought was really really good but mm -hmm. I uh, not Jordan Peterson, I said Jordan Belford. <laughs> oh, okay. Different guy. Uh, yeah, but but I really want to get that because because I, I I think I mean I think that guy's I'm um, Belford and a guy named Jeb 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 Blount are are the two sales guys that I think are are the best guys in town, the best. Yeah, I'm telling you what it's really like, what it's really like. They they don't sugarcoat yeah. anything. No, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. like I was telling you, Chris. I told Roy too. I, I, you know, I'm I'm in the process of reading like what the the way of the wolf, and I think that and that's why I was that's a great book. Yeah, it's yeah. A great book so far, and that's why I was just like, dang, like this dude was like, yeah, like if you have a forty percent, you're like, you are a god, and I was like, dang, like and you know, it's funny because it's just like these things that we see or you know or whatever, and then obviously with military recruitment. Um, you know, a lot of most of the people we talked to were able to close because they've already got it conceived in their mind most of the time that they want to talk to us for a reason. You know, we do. I would yeah, say those are warm leads, right? Like exactly, already, a lot of them are mm -hmm. warm. You know, um, yeah. I would say the only time you really get into it is like health professions. You know, which which I was doing, yeah. where that's like I'm emailing five thousand people hoping to get five replies. You know, and so yeah. doctors, dentists, and things like that. Um, but I remember I was telling Roy is. 
and I used to tell him this when we were recruiters together was, um, you know, the whole uh, stage at the beginning where you're creating, oh, what's it called, Roy? Creating, um, when you're talking to somebody, you learn, what's that? value no no no. like when you first talk to somebody and you're rapport when you're recruiting rapport rapport Rapport, yeah so so we're really like you know the way that we're trained super big on rapport and i remember at one point in my recruiting career was like i hate this step like i feel (laughs) i never tell him he's like yeah and i was like i feel like it's false like these people are talking to me for a reason like Let's just, let, oh, yeah. And yeah. It's like, no, yeah, go on, go on. I'm just turning on, on my fan. Oh, you're good. And I'm just like, let's like get to it. And as I'm talking to them and learning about them, then I build my rapport because as they tell me about why they're doing it and blah, blah. And, and I remember I was listening to Way of the Wolf and like that was exactly what Jordan Belfort said. I remember I called Roy and I said, hey, I was fucking right. <laughs> i just wanted to be out there <laughs> but that, i mean but it's one of them things like i think for for a lot of training that comes down to it some people have to be taught how to have a simple conversation correct people like some people just can't talk randomly to some and i, I go back to like experience so like for yeah. me growing up like with my grandmother, my dad, my aunties, my uncles, my cousins, like I was, I was always thrown in a position to where I just had to randomly talk to somebody. So just having a conversation and kind of, I guess in a sense, build rapport. Like I was able to do that before going through any type of formal training. Yeah. And I, I think that's, we don't, we don't take into much account of experiences of a lot of different people. Uh, so I mean, like even like he said, he like just going off the street. There were some experiences that he went through in life, in my opinion, that kind of still set him up for success. Yeah, maybe wrong, but that's how I, that's how I look at it. like Jordan Belfort. I think he's something from Jersey or something like that. Or New York. Yeah, I, I think he started. I, I mean, based on um, the movie, you remember the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he he started out on on actually Wall Street, but then you know they had the the market collapse and a lot of people lost their jobs. And he ended up getting a job, I think, in Long Island or something, selling pink sheets. Mm-hmm. You know, pink yeah. you know penny stocks, and and he killed it. I mean, he did really really well. And I think um, what was this company called? Uh, Stratford. Yeah, Stratford. Something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but they. When they started, they they were selling pink pink sheets, and you know they were never actually on Wall Street. They were in Long Island. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I mean, they were called the Wolf Wall Street, but the, I guess because it sounds better than the Wolf of Long Island. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the lump of Long Island. <laughs> you know, and um, uh, but but I mean, he was selling pink sheets, and I mean, I mean. You know that's a fast sale because I mean the stock is like under five bucks or something, and yeah. it's, it's just a volume business. And I mean, I mean, what do you, you know? What I like about him, I mean, I mean, even the fact that you know, I mean, he did some things that were illegal, and then he paid for it. Yeah. And you know, he'll he'll be paying that for the rest of his life because he always has to mention it. That kind of sucks, and yeah. he's got that hanging over his shoulder. But aside from that, I mean. You know, when he's giving advice, 
I take it to absolute heart than all these other, you know, weirdos online <laughs> who are telling you how to get rich and blah, 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 blah. And I think what those guys are just doing is they're getting somebody to write them a script. They're getting a cool video camera and they're hanging out with a rich dude who has a Mercedes or a really nice Lamborghini. Yeah. And they're making it like it's theirs. And then they're just getting lots of hits and they're getting money like that. What, what, what I like about um, Jordan Belfort is um, he talks from actual experience. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, you, I mean, he was truly, truly, really successful. Yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately he's sort of squandered, you know, by going off the illegal, but, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't know what he's doing. Correct. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I, and you know, and then he's coming back and he's training people. So I yeah. really, I mean, I, I really like the guy. Yeah. I definitely you know. like the straight line. You'll have to, you'll have to read that Roy. Oh, and, and Jeb Blount. Now Jeb Blount, you know, I mean, he's a top, top sales guy he's a millionaire yeah he's not he wasn't a millionaire to the level George Jordan Belfort by any means but, but you know very successful. but he's still a great sales guy who knows what he's doing and he talks yeah. about the real world of sales mm -hmm. and and just just how to overcome it and, and it's and it's realistic it's not like reality nonsense it's, <laughs> you know, it's yeah and, and that's what I like about both those guys yeah check him out Jeb Blount. Jeb Blount, as a matter of fact, let me, where's my iPhone? There's my iPhone. Um, I read a lot of books on Kindle. I don't know if you guys buy the real thing, but I never buy the real thing anymore. I just, I just, I listen to it on Audible. Audible. <laughs> I do a lot of Audible too. So one of the, thing, so one of the things I was telling um, Roy about Chris, that I know you and I have talked about was um, yeah. like the whole script thing, because you know, whenever we go through, whenever we go through training and I know it's a lot, it's actually a lot better than it was. I know when Roy and I went through, but there was like this script they made us to read through and it was kind of the same thing. They were like, don't you deviate from the script. Oh, you guys, cause that's a, yeah, I mean, like, they would put no. us in a box. They put us in like a room and there'd be a phone in there. You remember that, Roy? And then they, you do like, they would, you know, call the phone and then you'd pick up the phone and be like, Hey, this is, Sergeant BC is there for recruiting. How can I help you? You know, and you go through the whole scenario, like on this, like on the script, <laughs> potentially like. Yeah, what'd you say? To steal the best training I've ever had. I hated it, but, I, but it's because, you know, I, I'm more like, I feel like people can, I feel like people can recognize when I, when I read off a script, which is why I hated it. Well, um, that's why you got to memorize it really, really well. Yeah, and so that's what, I was, that's what I was telling Roy is how, like, I know when you and I talked, like, how integral you say a script can be. And, and, and that's what I've been reading, too, is, like, you build a script based off of the way you talk, but you still have the structure. So mm -hmm. it's hard to take – and I think that's probably what my problem was is I took somebody else's script where I was like, I don't talk like this. And so – but if you build your own and then the more repetitive as it gets – you then memorize it. And that's even one of the things that Jordan Belfort talks about in his, um, uh, his book was, you know, as you go, you should always have a sheet up or something to help you ask questions in a structured order that you have found works the best for you. So like how I was yeah. you, or like when I talk to somebody, I say the exact same thing when I get somebody on the phone, Hey, this is our, you know, I'm sorry, Macias, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. 
I keep things really light. If you decide you want to join when we're done talking, that's good. If you decide you don't, that's great too. How can I help you? What questions can I answer for you? And, it, and it's the same, you know, and it, and, and, that, and, that, and it goes from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I, I think scripts are vital. I mean, and I, and I believe in them. I mean, I write myself some scripts. I write yeah. it out and I play it out to myself to see, does that sound stupid or are these words too long or what's the flow yeah. going to be like? And so, and I don't think, and there's no such thing as the perfect script. Correct. Yeah. I mean, the script that I was using, you know, in the job that I was telling you about where I was selling pens and stuff like that. I mean, they had a script that was tried and true. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they went through a lot of trial and error with that script. And benefit your company, oh, your dog. Sorry about that. But, um, but, and sometimes the script worked really well. Sometimes it didn't work at all. But, you know, but I, but, but I memorized that script and, and I yeah. used it every day. Well, I mean, I didn't even have a choice there. But anyways, um, back to that guy, Jeb Blount. He spells his name. You guys want to write this down. His first name is Jeb, J-E-B. And his last name is B-L-O-U-N-T. And he has a fantastic book. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Fan fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, he has a great book called Fanatical Prospecting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that, right. Oh, that's the book yep. you're talking about. And he has another book called Objections. Now, Fanatical Prospecting is not as good as Way of the Wolf, but it's damn close. Mm. And where Way of the Wolf is telling you more about actual procedure of how to do it, yeah. he's telling you about, you know, you better be doing it 24-7. You better be thinking yeah. about this. And it's a really, really good book. And I love that guy. Mm. Um, um, so, yeah, I think that's cool. And then what's Objections about? I know you said you didn't read it, but like why? It's overcoming you? objections and handling yeah. objections. And, yeah, and I got to read it again. You know, I mean, I read, I read these books over. And I'll tell you guys, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know. When all these sales guys are talking about, I wake up in the morning and I'm ready to go, and I'm bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no, you're not. Fuck you. Because, you know, I wake up in the morning, and, and the last thing I want to do is make a phone call. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, ironically, I go to bed, you know, feeling totally pumped for the next day and wake up thinking, oh, God. Uh, I do not want to call anybody. I just want it to all come to me. But you want to know what is what I've noticed is after I make that first call, and no matter how well or poorly I do on that first call, <laughs> I'm pretty ready to go to the second call. And I think, yeah. you know, and I think that's what it is. And it's kind of like in the Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, you're, you're, you're always quoting, oh, you can't pay your rent. Pick up yeah. the phone. Yeah, yeah you can't pay your yeah. pick yeah, up the pick phone. Up the phone. Your, kids, yeah. your, kids, your kids, your kids, private school needs tuition. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. I, yeah. I don't. That, I'm like, bro. Yes. <laughs> I, I I watch it when I think about it. I think I watch it at least once a quarter. At least at least every once it. every three months. It's just, I got, think it's I do. just got too many. Days. I used to watch uh, Jerry Maguire like once a quarter oh, yeah. too because I was a headhunter. Jerry Maguire was essentially a headhunter. Yeah. Well, I still am a headhunter, but 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 that was way before the Wolf Wall Street even came out. But yeah. I just love that movie. Take us one client and go straight to the top. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go straight to the top. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, I want. Uh, where's my quad? 
<laughs> now I gotta go watch Jerry Maguire again. Quan, what is Quan? It's the word. It's my word. Yeah, it's been a it's while. Word. I watched you kind of look like Cuba with the bald head. Now that I think about it. <laughs> oh man! Hey, you know what? I Congratulations! You're still my Asian. He slams the phone. Give me the money. <laughs> I gotta watch it again now. It's been I a got while. Bob Sugar comes. I got, I got, I got ants in my house, Jerry. Ants <laughs> in my house, Jerry. <laughs> Gosh. What can I do for you? Oh. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so yeah, I mean, I know, so I know we're, we're kind of getting to the end here, but um, oh wait, dude, we're just getting one. Oh up. god, uh, we're we're just I know you, I know you can talk for me and Chris talk a lot. <laughs> Look at Cliff; he's like totally ready to go. Cliff's on, dude. I'm no, 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 no. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm up here like laughing. I'm up here like honestly. I'm trying to find like Jerry Maguire on Prime Video right now. This do they have it? Um, yep. But yeah, so. I mean, so what? So what? I would say advice. Go on now, spit it out. I know you're not talking. (laughs) (laughs) What advice do you have um, for somebody who's so like you know, like kind of some of the advice you gave me when I'm like first starting out, you know, like um, with somebody who you know, let's say doesn't have all the 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 skills like a military recruiter does, like somebody who's just starting out recruiting. What advice do you have? Yeah. What advice do I have to somebody? Um, Sorry, no. You know, I don't have any sort of magical. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, my advice to do it is to, God, we're going to go right back to it, is not be afraid to use yeah. your voice. You yeah. know, you know, get on the phone. Hey, Cliff, Cliff, yeah, you're, you're the owner of, of, of Association Plumbing, right? Yeah. Cliff, I'm so glad I got I got in touch with you today. I'm working with a fantastic journeyman plumber. He's in the market right now. He's been with ASAP Plumbing for 20 years. You know, because of the COVID thing, there's a furlough going on. He's done this, that, and the other thing. He's in the market right now. I know your company's looking for a guy like this. Would you be interested in him? The worst thing that Cliff's going to say is no. That's the worst thing he's going to do. Yeah. And just and just people, you know, just just don't be afraid of other people. I mean, you know, and, and that's so much easier said than done. Because you yeah. know what? I mean, I know I sound good. I mean, I know I do. <laughs> but but um, I'm still afraid. I'm still afraid of other people when I call yeah. them. I still think to myself, geez, did I sound like an immature teenager? Does my voice sound too young? Yeah. Did, did, did I sound too excited? Was my tonality off? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Doesn't okay. matter. Now just it. just do it. Oh, it you know, you, you know, it's like that Nike stuff. Just just do it. And, and and that's really, really what I um what 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 I found, you know separates good recruiters from recruiters who aren't that good. And I don't think it's really such a skill set. I don't think it's these guys are just naturally good because I don't think you're born a natural generally, but I think just some people just, just have the tenacity and just the, you know, the gusto or whatever. Like I said, a long time ago, 
what they used to say the word moxie. He's got a lot of moxie um, to just go for it, you know, and do it. Yeah. And just, just do it. You know, you want to call up a company because you want them to become your client, you know, learn something about that company, you know, find out the guy who's, you know, call the owner, tell him what you do, tell him who you got, even if you don't got him. Yeah. I mean, just do it, do it, make the call. And I look at it this way, you, you know, if you have, you know, really, you know, big biceps or, you know, big calves or you already got a six pack abs, right? Which I do. Of course. I got a rocking body. Um, <laughs> It's sick. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it on this though. It's, you know, this is a PG show. Um, but, 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 what happens? You know, when you stop, you know, doing crunches or or whatever, your abs get flabby and you look like, you know, you look like feces. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why people who work out they keep working out. Like, 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 I, like I know the I know the things I need to say to clients, and, and and I know the sales skills, and I know the right stuff, and I've read the books, and but I keep reading them over and over again because I look at that as as just a muscle that you need to keep stimulating yeah. and, and keep it up. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, but but I, you guys I, have been recruiting a long time, so yeah. I mean, honestly, what what you just said. It, it yeah. kind of goes back to um, like confidence. Like a lot of times I tell people like, hey, just a lot of times you just have to be confident. Even you could be on your last leg, you have nothing left to give, but just portray that confidence into it and you'll be okay. And sometimes yeah. that all it, that's all it really takes is just that confidence and just it gets you over the edge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times if you're feeling unconfident and with something that I've come to realize, but I still remind myself all the time is that if you're not confident, the person on the other side doesn't know it. Yeah. They don't know it. And sometimes when mm -hmm. I hear myself like screwing up really bad and what I'm saying, I, uh, I said, I didn't mean to say that. I should have said this. They don't know that I, that I messed up. They, they don't know. To them, it sounds like I'm flowing. You know, yep. you know, they don't know. So, yep. you know, but you know, I mean, that's, like I said, it's all easier said than done yeah. because, because, you know, we, we psych ourselves out constantly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. hundred yeah. um, percent. No. Yeah. Roy, uh, do you have any more questiones or anything? Uh. I feel like you, you, uh, you laughed a lot during this one. I'm glad. I laughed a lot. That, 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 was, that, that, that made my day. I, what I am I here to that. amuse you? What am I? Uh, am, I am I a clown? Yeah. <laughs> what am I, a clown? <laughs> what am I, a clown? Why am I funny? That, that, that's a good one, Jess. I mean, it, it, it goes back to like, I always, especially like in sales and recruiting, like having that laughter, like something like that to me, like that, that soothes the soul. Uh, yeah, man. man. Absolutely. Being able to laugh and like enjoy yourself, and a lot of times, like you got people who take it way too serious, and then you got those who take it too much of a joke. Um, but I think having like that middle ground of just having that lightheartedness, it, it goes a long way. Especially like like you said, I use my my comedic style mm -hmm. when I was a recruiter. Yeah. I just want to make you laugh and talk to you, like make you feel good. And then yeah, man. Like, Yo, Absolutely. This is what it is. But yeah. That was once you said it. That was the style that 
And I still do it to this day. I still do it. I still use laughter as mm-hmm. my segue into getting things done. It is a catalyst. Yeah, to, uh, to, to, to put the cigar down. Yep. yep. That's what I use it for. So, Clifford, are, are you doing um, Air Force recruiting as well? Yes. Same. Oh, okay. So he does active duty, though. So I do Air National Guard for the state, and then he does – well, he's actually a man, – he's a manager now. So he manages a, a team of what – is it five? Six. six. Is it six? Six recruiters who are like, you know, we call it on the bag where, you know, they're like – they're holding their bag of goals and they <laughs> – do you know where that came from? On the bag? Yeah. I either, either like Roy, have you, do you, I don't know where it comes from. I was wondering where they always say like that's that's a phrase like in the like in Air Force recruiting is oh you're on the bag. Actually, I do. Um, it's been a while. I'm trying to remember. Um, I get, it was told to me a long time ago. I, I think it kind of stems back to the old days of like I don't know if it was like something to do with a typewriter. That was the last thing I heard. Oh, because you had to carry your typewriter around with you in the yeah. bag. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm. Makes, makes Have you guys? Sense. You guys know where the word salary come comes from? Like, what's your salary? No. Well, I think the Greek or Latin word for salt, for salt is something like salah something. Mm. And a long time ago, long time ago, I'm talking about before the typewriter was around. Um, people were paid with salt, and so. What's is that your, what they, is like, that what your salt ration? It became your salary, something like that. Is that also like worth your salt? Yeah, yeah. The guy's not worth his salt. Yeah. Huh. Boom. Look at the Let big Mark, brain on Claire, camera. Claire. Oh, man, man. With the dog. Our last question. Yeah, as, yeah. as we ask everybody is what oh yeah and i'm sure you're gonna go back to the same thing but what does scared money don't make money mean to you <laughs> scared money don't make money yeah, yeah what does it mean to you uh what do, what do you mean i never even thought about it like scared money <laughs> i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> like so like like the uh, phrase the, the phrase, phrase. money don't make money that's the name of oh. my show. It's scared money. Okay. So if I well, was like, Chris, make those phone calls. Scared money don't make money. Like, what does that mean to you? Uh, it just means you're too afraid to pick up the phone. Uh-huh. You're too afraid. You know, you're afraid of your own shadow. You're uh, you're you're afraid of of. It means afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. You know. Which which I guess is a, is a nice ending. You know, you want to be. You know, you, you want to be successful in sales or recruiting or everything. You got to get used to failure, because most of Very most true. of most of the jobs you work on, you're going to fail at. And yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, but you have enough wins in there to to to, to really do well. <laughs> I ask you to not judge me by my losers, but by <laughs> <laughs> but by my but by my successes, <laughs> by my winners, <laughs> by my winners. Well, who are your winners? Rattle them off. Luckily, no. Luckily, nobody ever said that. Luckily, nobody ever ever made that. Yeah. Okay. Well, give me a list of your winners, and I want to compare them on a side by side note with your winners. And that's funny. That is hilarious. All right. Well, 
Uh, we appreciate you, Chris, as always, dropping knowledge. So, so how does this work? Do you guys put this up on a podcast, and how do people get it? Yeah, we put it. I, so whenever, so we put it up on. I put it on YouTube, and then I put it on like Spotify, and I send it out to the to the Webiverse. To the interwebs. To the interwebs. Nice. So. That's a, yeah. that's a wrap. We that is a wrap. And Roy's gonna go eat dinner now. So. I see your, yeah. Roy, I see your little boy sneaking up behind your table. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely my execute. Hey, RJ. All right, nice. so we'll we'll see. I'll talk to y'all later. See All you guys later. All right, bye. bye. bye.